Today on the podcast, I have a very special guest who made her first appearance on the show back in 2017 when she was four and a half years old. Making spirits right. Wanna to ride and sing a slain song tonight. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun is to ride when I open the And here she is for us today. Monroe, can you tell everyone how old you are? Ten. Ten. And what are some of your favorite things? I like reading and singing and uh, that's it. That's it. Reading and singing. And watching movies. Of course. And hanging out with your friends. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And it's Christmas time. And what is your favorite thing about Christmas this year? Um, that we get to be with our grandparents and that the presents are always good. The presents are always good. Okay. And how do you like to remember Jesus this season? I like to remember that he came to save us so that we can be with him the rest of our lives. Yeah, that's important. When you were four and a half, you sang a little song for us. Do you think you could sing another song for us? Maybe. Maybe? Please, because your voice is so pretty and I love it. Sure. Okay, what are you going to sing for us today? Oh, come on, come Emmanuel. Okay, let's do it, sis. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. That mourns in lonely exile here, until the Son of God appear. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. O come, desire of nations, bind in one the hearts of all mankind. Bid our sad division cease And be thyself our King of peace Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel Shall come to thee, O Israel Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. Hi friends, I'm so excited to be back with you today. 
Welcome to the Perfectly Wonderfully Made podcast. If you're here for the first time, welcome. If you've been around for a while, thank you for coming back. It truly is an honor to be in your earbuds today. It's almost Christmas! I got home from a super quick trip to see my family in Washington State, and when I landed, the reality that Christmas was in six days hit me square in the face. The to-dos, the errands, the events, and as much as my natural reaction is to race around, I had to force myself to take a good, hard pause. Y'all, Jesus was never rushed. As I sat last weekend rocking wilder for his nap, this reality hit me so hard. Jesus was never rushed. Not once in the Bible do we see him rushing. Nowhere. Not for anything. And it made me think of Jairus' daughter from Mark chapter 5. A moment we would think Jesus would rush to save her, but he doesn't. Instead, he has slow feet. He pauses for the woman who bled. He takes time for her. He sees her too. He sees everyone who has a need in their moment of need, and he doesn't rush when everyone wants him to rush. Jairus wants him to rush. Jairus' wife wants him to rush. Why doesn't he? Well, maybe because he's the God of the universe who holds all things in his hands. Because he knows the outcome. He also knows with certainty that Jairus' daughter will be healed. So he can stop for the bleeding woman on the way too. It doesn't take away from Jairus' daughter to heal the woman with a need standing before him. I'd love to read this story from Mark chapter 5 for you. The Lord just keeps bringing me back to this passage. And I've learned over the years, sometimes Elise has just got to stay in a particular place in the Bible with Jesus for a long time. Because he's got more to teach me and show me about who he is. So I'm just going to keep bringing you along with me. I hope that's okay with you. And as I read, I want you to listen and watch for the way in which Jesus responds. Mark chapter 5 verse 21 says, Jesus got into the boat again and went back to the other side of the lake, where a large crowd gathered around him on the shore. Then a leader of the local synagogue, whose name was Jairus, arrived. When he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet, pleading fervently with him. My little daughter is dying, he said. Please come and lay your hands on her. Heal her so she can live. Jesus went with him, and all the people followed, crowding around him. A woman in the crowd had suffered for twelve years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them, but she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. 
Immediately, the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him, so he turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, Look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. While he was still speaking to her, messengers arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. They told him, Your daughter is dead. There's no use troubling the teacher now. But Jesus overheard them and said to Jairus, Don't be afraid. Just have faith. Then Jesus stopped the crowd and wouldn't let anyone go with him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw much commotion and weeping and wailing. He went inside and asked, Why all this commotion and weeping? The child isn't dead. She's only asleep. The crowd laughed at him, but he made them all leave. And he took the girl's father and mother and his three disciples into the room where the girl was lying. Holding her hand, he said to her, Little girl, get up. And the little girl, who was 12 years old, immediately stood up and walked around. They were overwhelmed and totally amazed. Jesus gave them strict orders not to tell anyone what had happened. And then he told them to give her something to eat. Oh, to live in that kind of peace. That's the kind of peace Jesus wants for us and offers to us in this season and every day of our lives. To know that our healing has already been paid for and purchased. That our miracle is around the corner. It's the kind of peace that comes from a confidence in knowing who our God is. In what He's done for us and what He's currently doing for us. We don't have to rush because we know that He's already done it. He's done the thing we need Him to do for us. He's already in our future. He's there. He's gone before us and He knows the end of our story. And I hear the Lord just wanting to take all the busy mamas by the hand this season. And He whispers to them, Come, take a walk with me. And the walk is slow, my friend. It's a leisurely pace. Jesus is no speed walker. He walks in a way in which He's enjoying every step. He's enjoying the experience of walking of getting to the destination just as much as the reward of the actual destination itself. Would you slow down with him? And I hear him asking you in this moment, would you take time out of your day just to be with him, to be present with him? I went on a walk this morning, and as I'm doing my walks, I love to listen to the daily meditation app the abide app on my phone and truly you guys i have to force myself 
most times just to finish the entire 15 minute meditation. My brain wants to check my text messages, send a Marco Polo to my friend, listen to my audiobook, or call my friends because I like to talk, let's be real. But I force myself to be present in my walk, to be with Jesus, to be quiet and to pause because I know the busyness of my day will hit me in the face the moment I walk back into the door of my house. Our days as mamas are so busy. We are needed from the moment we wake up until the moment we go to bed. And some of us nursing mamas are needed all the night long. And if we don't take those forced breaks, those intentional pauses, my friend, they aren't going to happen. I know it's hard and we get off track or out of our routines, but friends, let's start again. Just keep starting again. If your kids get the pukes or your husband's out of town or your world gets turned upside down, it's okay. It's life. Just start again when you can and create those moments with Jesus. You won't regret slowing your pace down for a few minutes to be with him. I love the week after Christmas. I love a fresh start and a new year. Oh, how good it feels. I love to look ahead and ask the Lord what he wants to do in me and my family in the next year. But I'll tell you, I started out 2023 so weary so worn out, so depleted. I looked back at my at my journals from December 2023, or sorry, December 2022, and I just wrote, I'm tired. And friends, it took me a long time to heal after Wilder was born. And that first year postpartum is just so hard on my body. My babies are all tongue-tied and super needy. It's just a lot. And I know so many of you can relate to that. It takes me a good long while to come back after that first year postpartum. And my friends, I'm doing it. I'm coming back. And I'm emerging as a new human in 2024. I'm so excited to see what the Lord is going to do in me and in our family. And don't worry, I'll be here and I'll be bringing you along with me for the ride. It's gonna be good. I've loved spending this time with you today, my friend. I pray you've been encouraged as you've listened with me. It's an honor that you'd invite me into your day. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you who stayed with me and continue to hit play on the podcast. Merry Christmas, friends, and I will see you back in the new year. Bye. Oh, what fun is to ride one of those open sleigh. Oh, what fun is to ride in one horse open sleigh. <laughs> <laughs>